I'll tell you one thing. I can't imagine at the end of your life, you're sitting on a chair and saying, man, I'm, I'm so glad I was mediocre. I'm so glad I just kind of skated by. Fuck that. Welcome. What up? To the Habits of the Field. What we got for them? Where we discuss habits, rituals, and mindset tactics that you can use to reach your version of success. Yeah. And now, here's your host, Mona Bolsi. So, I would say a little bit of environment, a little bit parenting. Um, uh, look, my dad went broke. Uh, he was on top of the world. So that impacted me in a really positive way, even though it was awful when it was happening and it wasn't so good for him. Um, mom was into yoga, meditation, health food at an extreme level. That was helpful. Um, and I just had, I had a fire in my belly. I, I just wanted to achieve and prove that I was tough. So confluence of a whole bunch of things. Um, I mean, I'm practicing on my kids right now and I'm, I'm saying, all right, how do I build some, some of these skills? How do I get them resilient? How do I get them gritty? Uh, so, you know, watch all the TV you want in Mandarin. Um, you're going to do math every single day. Um, we're going to do death camps on, on the farm where you're not going to be able to sleep in the house and you're going to be in ice cold water and hike in the mountain and in pain and, uh, very little food. Um, so, you know, I do a lot, I manufacture adversity because we don't live in New Delhi, right? We, we, we don't live uh, in Kazakhstan where right. um, maybe it would be a little tougher on kids just naturally. I got I to gotta manufacture it. Right. 100%. And how old are your kids? I've got a, uh, an 8, an 11, a 13, about to be 13, and a 14. Awesome. So one thing I like to instill is, uh, do you believe in like affirmations, gratitude, all that good stuff? I do. My wife's big on, um, hey, what was the best part of your day? What was the worst part of your day? Okay, so I, I like that. Um, I think I could be better at it. Um, my father was not big on like um, hugs and patting me on the back. He motivated me through um, just talking about how much work we got done that day. Right. And it was, and so there was an achievement that we, we got done. And, um, and so that's just my thing. We work like that's who we are. We defend that way. We like, Hey kids, win or lose. I just want to make sure you outwork everybody. Right. So, and, and yeah, and I, and I can definitely appreciate that. One thing that I truly value in life is, the ability to have grit and most people think that grit is something that you were either born with or you just cannot develop. And I completely disagree. I've had several conversations where grit, they, they assume is instilled at a young age and that it's very difficult to develop it. If you're like in your like mid twenties, let's say you live a really comfortable life, right? You're with mommy and daddy and you're 25 years old. You're still living at home. And, and now all of a sudden you have to develop grit, but, it's, it's because they've been in a product of the environment where they've lived this cushy lifestyle. All of a sudden, now they have to switch gears. What, what do you think? What's your take on that? Is this something that can be developed later on in life? Is it a lot tougher? What are your thoughts? A couple, couple of thoughts there. One is um, I love the movie Batman Begins where uh, Christian Bale is yep. um, very privileged, very wealthy, and takes it upon himself to go uh, end up in a Chinese prison. Uh, and toughen up. So th there's a, a, a fictional uh, character um, 
an example that we could look to for some thoughts on that. Number two, in the real world, um, a lot of people listening might not realize it, but we are animals. We're not um, special in it. We are animals. And uh, as, as such, if you think about animals that grow up in the zoo, they typically do not like get back, get let back into the wild because they're not feral. They're not tough enough. And we are, we're actually softer than zoo animals. And, and um, now you can, you can toughen up an animal, but it's hard to toughen them up to the level of being able to go survive in the wild. And that's really what we're talking about here is can you take a zoo animal uh, that's been pampered and climate controlled and fed on demand and never having to get in a fist fight over lunch um, and, and turn them into a resilient creature. And I think, I think deep down inside, we, we all started that way, just like that zoo animal. And, so, and then we learned helplessness. And so mm-hmm. I think we just got to dig deep and find it. And some are going to have a huge advantage over others. The, the, the guy that grows up in Eastern Europe in the 1970s has an advantage over us. The person that grows up in New Delhi, Mexico City on the, on the streets has an advantage over the guy, the girl that grows up on Park Avenue privileged. That's just the, the fact of life. They might not have uh, the same opportunities, but they have an advantage because they're fighting for milk. Um, and so, um, and so that's, that's my take. I think it could be developed. I think, um, I think the softer and more pampered and more bubble wrapped you've been, the harder it is to find that natural state, right? That's just a more pamp. Listen, I had, I had eight pit bulls on this farm and, um, and they were tough when they were babies, just like humans are tough when they're babies. And then they hang out in the house and they get fed on demand and then it's snowing out. They don't want to go out in the snow and, and all right. And then they, oh, like, they literally changed in front of me and then they got lost in the woods for three days and they came back with porcupine needles in their eyeballs and they were like a little more rugged and it was like, okay, you're back in the game. You know? So you could, you could develop right. it, but, but it's going to require some work and some porcupine needles. I'm with you. What if, what if the scenario is, is that one of the scenarios that I've, I've been seeing, particularly with people that are closest to me, is they say that they want it. They say that they want to change. They say that they want to make these commitments, but nothing happens. Their actions and the routines are identical to how they were yesterday, the day before that. So what do you say to somebody like that? Like, how can you get someone out of their own way? Can you help someone get out of their own way? Or is it at this point, you just kind of, you just kind of leave them alone. You've shown them the tools. You've given them the gate to the yellow brick road or what have you. And at that point it becomes, it, it's completely all on them. What are your thoughts on that? I got a billionaire's kid here. A lot of people send me kids on the farm, adults to work on and help them find exactly what you're talking about. Get their grit back. Yeah. Um, you know, this kid privileged background. He went after it the first three, four days. And now his attitude is, Oh, today I want to chop wood instead of doing what everybody else is doing. And so I just went to the general store here in town and he was like wanting to talk to me and I just waved and I moved on. And he said, what's the matter? You're not talking to me. I said, no, it's not that. I said, listen, we have a program here that helps you get what you wanted. Otherwise you would not have come here. You came here for something. 
Mm-hmm. You got to trust the program. But what happens is when it gets hard, like in this example, they tap out and they start to, whoever they are, doesn't matter. They start to make up these crazy stories and excuses and bullshit about like, oh, well, well I needed to learn. I got to learn how to fish too. Okay, you're going to learn how to fish? Why don't you finish the program first, then we'll go fishing, right? You're just trying to avoid the hard work. You got to remember, we are wired. This species is wired to avoid discomfort at all costs. That's what's kept us alive and on the planet as long as we have. Don't fall off a cliff. Don't get frozen out in the tundra. Don't drown in the water. Mm -hmm. Avoid discomfort and save yourself. It happens subconsciously. You don't even know it's happening. You wake up in the morning to work out and your mind subconsciously says, go get a cup of coffee. You don't need a cup of coffee. You just don't want to work out. Right. Your mind says, go check your email. You don't need to check your email. You just don't want to work out. And so your mind is giving you, just get away from discomfort, get away from discomfort. And we're asking people, you're asking people, that's what we're talking about, to get uncomfortable. And it's against human nature. And until, until you can flip the script and make it more uncomfortable to not do the hard shit, you'll always be chasing comfort. Now, a lot of people might say, but Joe, chasing comfort's good. Like, what? I made some money. I, why can't I have a nice air conditioner? I mean, you must have a beautiful air conditioner where you are because you, you got that fleece jacket on right now, right? So, yep. so I, why, why do I have to sweat? Why do I have to work hard? I made money. Because the person who has everything appreciates nothing. The person who has nothing appreciates everything. That's why. And so we got to strip ourselves down. We got to peel back the layers of the onion. We got to do hard stuff. We got to get comfortable being uncomfortable. And when we do that, we're happier. We've got more fortitude. We're more likely to succeed. By the way, you're going to love this. By the way, neurosurgeons now can see in a human's brain the ones that start stuff and don't finish it. They leave a gap in the brain. Wow. Yeah. So, so it's even more important to take on hard challenges and finish it because, because the more tracks you can lay, start to finish, the more successful you'll be. Wow. That's unreal. That is unreal that you can actually quantify it now with science. Yeah. You can actually see in the brain. Don't leave yeah. a gap in your brain. Yeah. Don't, don't quit piano. You started playing piano and then you were like, oh, it's too hard. I don't want to do it. You left a gap in the brain. Wow. That's. How can you make an excuse now? Can't make an excuse, but like, they do. They, they line up here every day. They line up by my door and they say, Joe, this camp is too hard. I want to go home. My new response is we don't accept res- resignations here. Get back to work. Love, love it. Love <laughs> it. So on the, on the subject of grit, since you know, we've got about 10 more minutes uh, of this call, and I, just, I think it's just so impactful. Um, grinding, the sister of grit, I would say, or the brother, um, to me – you know, working 12 to 14 hours a day doing something that I absolutely hate, but all the while understanding that I have this, this, this outcome, whether it be three years down the line, five years, a decade, it doesn't matter, is what keeps me going through, you know, minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day. What would your representation of grinding be? Is it just doing the work or is it being intelligent when you're doing the work or is it just buckling down and just striving for success all the while understanding that the success may not be 
the destination. It could be very well the journey, or it could be something that you're going to achieve in a completely different avenue. That's something that I've uncovered in my life. I, I come from a marketing background, and I've done that for 14 years. And then all of a sudden, in the midst of that, my whole it just changes. And what I do for a living now is completely the opposite of what I had been doing. And it was like everything that I had been doing up in that point built this repertoire. It taught me how to market myself and understand how to build websites and, and brand and, and create content, but all the while and, and understanding that I can do all these things by myself. I don't need my team. I don't need this, that, or the other. And it all helps with what I'm trying to do or what I have been doing in my day job. So would you say that grinding is like something that you go in blindly or it's something that you have a set goal and you just need to be able to develop the grit in order to grind. And then you just grind with this like almost blind inevitability that you're just going to reach whatever it is you're going to reach at that, at, at the end game. Does that make yeah, sense? I think grinding is, is just a moment in time where, um, where it sucks. I think, I think it's that ability to stay disciplined, to make that commitment, to be vocal about it, and then grind through every single day, all day. You know, young kids now define grinding as playing video games. I got to grind. That's not grinding. Playing. Right? Grinding is, it sucks. You're sweating. You're pushing. You don't feel like you're making any progress, and you continue to grind through. That's, that's grinding. But... But I think you gotta, you got to lay that commitment out on the table. you got to be vocal about it. you gotta, you got to hang it above your bed and whatever that thing is. And then you got to be disciplined about what you're going to do to get that thing. And then all day, every day, you got to do it until you achieve it. And that, that doesn't mean after 10 days you quit because right. you tried and it didn't work. That doesn't mean after 100 days you quit. Hold on one second. This is fun. You're Hold good. On. You're Hold good. On. I, I'm in the middle of a podcast, but we're talking about, can you hear me? Can you, can you hear me? Yeah, I'm in the middle of a podcast. You're on the podcast now. We're podcasting about grit and grind. And, and they, were saying, they were saying that, you know, somebody like you, who's in the hot tub a lot. <laughs> I'll call you back. I'll call you back. No, he's a funny guy. The reason I wanted him to get on the podcast was he's got five boys. Boy has become a national level wrestler. And how do you do that? And it's through grit and grind. He grinds those boys every single day. He makes me look like Mickey Mouse. So, so um, but, but listen, if you know, uh, Elon Musk's ex-wife, she would say, if you want, you know, achievement, if you want extreme success, it requires extreme sacrifice. You're going to piss a lot of people off. A lot of people didn't like Steve Jobs, mm -hmm. right? A lot of people didn't like Michael Jordan. Like, that's just the deal. So if you want to be mediocre... You'll be fine. You don't, have to, you, know, you don't need any grit and a grind. All you need is Netflix. Hey, where do you want to go? You got to make that decision, decide what's good for you. But I'll tell you one thing. I can't imagine at the end of your life, you're sitting on a chair and saying, man, I'm, I'm so glad I was mediocre. I'm so glad I just kind of skated by. Fuck that. Yeah, I'd kill myself. Right? Yeah, it's just... I don't know. I don't understand that frame of mind. Like, and, and, and I think just this will be a good transition. A lot of people define success as like multi-millions and billions of dollars in this, that, or the other. So because that's their definition of success, they find that 
they can choose to live a mediocre life. When in reality, if you're busting your balls and you're fulfilled and you're doing everything you can, you're pouring everything into it and you're finding fulfillment and happiness and your version of success, then that's success, in my opinion, right? It doesn't have to be quantified by monetary means. Now, I quantify it by monetary means because I want to make an impact. And I believe the more impact you make, the more money it will be there. But it's not the money that is driving me personally. So when it comes to like finding discipline in the things that you want to achieve, how would you first develop discipline? I feel like that would be the foundational piece right after mindset. Would you agree? Because you'd have to create. Uh, first, thing, first thing you want to do is figure out what that purpose is, what that true okay. north is, what that goal is. That, make sure that goal lines up with your values and beliefs. Okay? In other words, um, if you value health and wellness, but you smoke cigarettes uh, every day, you think that's like, we're not aligned. Make right. sure you're completely aligned. You're passionate about the thing you're, get, you're getting after. Post it on a wall, tattoo it on your arm. That's the thing you're going after. <clears throat> Next thing you do is you commit, but you commit by writing down what you're going to do every day about it. What are you going to do? If, if your goal is to climb Everest, well then every day, every single day, you got to be working towards that goal. You got to be disciplined about your practice to getting up Mount Everest. Are you practicing with glacier goggles? Do you have an ice axe? Are you climbing mountains? Are you climbing stairs when you're in the city? Are you learning and reading books? Are you doing everything you can with every free moment to achieve your goal? That's discipline. If you're not, you're wasting your own time. You're wasting everybody's time. You're just wasting time. That's a dream. It's not a goal. That's just a hope. Yeah. It's a wish. Do you believe in writing things down, creating goals, logs, things like that? Is that something that... Yeah, yeah. You want to write it down. And then you want to tr track the work that you're doing and then make sure, review it and create a feedback loop to make sure you're actually doing the work you said you would, the work that's required to achieve that goal. And be honest with yourself. Take a look and, you know, take inventory. Are you really doing the work necessary? A lot of people say they are. Yeah. It's tough when you're ultimately lying to yourself. As if though, like, because at the end of the day, like if you're trying to pretend to be somebody that you're not, or you're saying that you're doing all these things to other people and internally, you know that you're not, you're only letting yourself down. You're only failing yourself. So what's the point? I just, I never understood that like mindset of like, because I mean, I, I'm sure we've all been through it. I've been in a position where I would just completely be blindfully lying to myself about just dumb things like no, that's not true. I didn't do that. I didn't commit. I committed to that, but I didn't actually go or whatever the case may be. Um, how, how can someone get over the fear of moving out of their own way? I find that that is such a huge paradigm shift, especially like the younger, um, the, the, the younger human. So, you know, 18 to 30 years old that they're constantly walking and tripping all over themselves when at the same time what they envision and what they what they want to do is not in line with their day-to-day -day action but they speak about it every single day and they sincerely mean it and they're genuine about it it's not like they're trying to you know commit fraud in the essence of 
who they are and what they want to achieve. Like, what what is that? Is it something that just as simple as just a shift? Or I think I think I believe in fire ready aim. Yeah. I think you sit around and you're taking aim and you're getting ready. You never actually get it done. Got it. So I, I believe in if you if you access an opportunity, if you see something you want to get after, you just start. You just take the first step, you leave the shore and you FFIO, you fucking figure it out because 99% of us are never going to do it. We're going to talk about it. We're going to think about it. We're going to mm -hmm. dream about it. Never going to do it. So I just believe in just start, just do it. Is it fearful? Yeah. But mm -hmm. anything worthwhile is. I love it. I think that's a beautiful way to end it. Um, that was absolutely incredible. You're awesome. Dude, you're awesome. Thank you so much for doing this. It, it means the world. Go to habitsofthefew.com.